So at this time of the year, the word detox gets thrown around a lot. Um, after eating and drinking over the Christmas and New Year period, a lot of us feel as though we could do with a bit of a detox. Um, but it's something that does get thrown around by a lot of sort of um, internet um, blogs and Instagram and all that kind of thing. So is there really much merit to it? Um, we'll be sitting down with our um, naturopath and PAT practitioner, Stephen, just to have a chat about what detox actually is and um, yeah, basically how it can benefit people. So do you mind just starting off with what is detox? Yeah, no worries, Jess. So the term detox is short for, I guess, the medical scientific term for detoxification, mm -hmm. okay? So the, the ter term detox is kind of thrown around quite a lot, uh, but detoxification, is a, it is a thing, you know? Mm. It's this specific process that involves many different specific biochemical pathways in the body uh, that mainly occur in the gut and the liver, um, although every cell in the body is responsible for detoxification, you know, that the gut itself does tend to be the forgotten mm. detoxification channel. A lot of people tend to focus on the liver, liver yeah. which is really important, but yes, yeah. but so is the gut. Okay. Mm. So, you know, the body has this extraordinary ability to heal itself if we let it, right? And we can kind of think of the body as having two main settings, you know, there's what it does when we're eating. So when we eat food, break it down, you know, this food is helping us to build cells and tissues and store nutrients for use later. And then there's what it, the body does when we're fasting and when we're not eating. And so when we're fasting, it allows the body to clear out dead and diseased cells and detoxify and repair cells among many other functions. So the word detox, as very overused as it is these days, um, you know, this is why it's synonymous with quackery and unqualified people pushing yeah. short-term kits and detox purges and stuff like that. But from a naturopathic and a functional medicine perspective, the word detox is used really differently when explaining to clients uh, whether we're dealing with gut health, allergies, food mm. intolerance, uh, hormone imbalance, you know, we emphasise the importance of optimising our detoxification and using detox. And I guess it's not sort of like a lot of detox diets and things like that are sold as a short term. Do a three-day detox totally. and yeah. fix all your problems, yeah. Yeah, but so I guess we try and educate clients regardless of what they're dealing with around, you know, how important it is to have all of your biochemical detox pathways working strong, you know, preferably at all times, mm. you know, whether it's the liver and the kidneys, the bowels, uh, we try and educate clients about how to do that, not only in the short term, but in the long yeah. term. Our detox needs to be really strong. Um, and so, you know, there is some merit at the start of the, yeah. at the, start of the year, mm -hmm. post-Christmas, New Year, certainly working on detox, but I guess you want to do it in a more targeted and sustainable and safe way yeah. so that people actually get the benefit from it. Yeah, you know? exactly. Because our detox pathways, they do work on their own and are at work 24-7. People who don't want to hear about detox usually push this argument, yeah. you know, that the body detoxes on its own and therefore any sort of herb or supplement or protocol is useless and a waste of money. But I guess the issue with this argument is that these days we're unfortunately bombarded with environmental toxins, right? Mm -hmm. So we've got pesticides, herbicides, heavy metals, pollution, microplastics, the typical sad diet, mm -hmm. standard Australian or American diet. Mm -hmm. So terrible diet, overuse of medications, antibiotics, chronic stress, 
all of this stuff is a huge extra mm. burden on yeah. our gut and our detox organs. And it makes sense we sort of need assistance because of these of outside sources um, to help sort of process these things. We didn't evolve with these things. No. And it just puts a huge burden on the detox organs. And when they do become overburdened, they back up in the body and drive a lot of inflammation. And as we're starting to learn, most issues, whether it's allergy, intolerance, gut issues, most disease and illnesses related to chronic inflammation. Yeah. So this is where get sorting out your detox pathways and going on some detox protocols and supplements can really help reduce that. Um, you know, so exposure to all these chemicals and toxins, not only outside but within the home mm. as well. All yeah. the stuff we're using in the house, kitchen products, synthetic and kind of toxic toiletries, cleaning products, all um further added burdens on detox pathways. Mm. And so, you know, there are three main areas in the home that are considered a synthetic chemical laboratory. Mm. The kitchen, the laundry, and the bathroom. Yeah, scary. So as part of any program, we, we shouldn't be just thinking about, you know, what supplement to take or what mm. food to eat. You need to kind of look around the house. Yeah. What well, chemicals are you exposing yourself totally. to and what could be adding to it, yeah. Because you might think it's a small thing, but it's all of these small things. It's that cumulative Collectively, exactly, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. So these factors, everything we're talking about, they, they all contribute to the common development of gut microbe imbalance, mm -hmm. so the gut bacteria, and this generates a lot of inflammation itself, okay? Mm -hmm. So these are further burden on the body's detox pathways, which means we're going to need some sort of support with the gut and the liver. Yeah. And, you know, this is why we're now seeing in the literature, the medical literature, that the accumulation of all of these toxins actually does play a significant role in the development of chronic and lifestyle mm. diseases. Mm. Um, you know, it's actually what this was published a few years ago in, in a paper. Uh, to quote the paper, studies have revealed that exposure to an accumulation of toxins plays a significant role in cardiovascular disease, which mm -hmm. is the number one uh, cause of mortality yep. in Australia, yep. actually internationally. Yeah. Uh, so the accumulation of toxins play a role in cardiovascular disease, type 2 diabetes, and obesity. Wow. Right? Mm. So cardiovascular disease, diabetes, obesity, these are all lifestyle diseases, mm. which, you know, we classically educate clients, particularly around diet and lifestyle. Yeah. Got to have the right diet, got to be moving, this and that and that. But we're now finding that people who develop these diseases actually have a huge toxic load in the yeah. body. So again, it's like sense. these yeah. lifestyle diseases related to chronic inflammation, you could be doing all the right things, but you could actually have a huge toxic load mm -hmm. and you really need to focus on figuring out what they are mm. and optimising detox in the gut and the liver. Mm. Yeah. So, I mean, in naturopathic medicine for many centuries, you know, common treatment goal that is considered and addressed in a variety of ways um, is to optimise and support the client's detox pathways. Yeah. And so, yeah, as you said before, the key word here with detox and toxins is this cumulative effect. You know, people scorn at the idea of detox. Yeah. I guess based on the argument that, you know, we hear a lot in pharmacology and medicine that the dose makes the poison, mm. you know. You will only get toxic effects of something if you have a high dose. So the tiny amounts of this pesticide or that metal or that cosmetic mm. doesn't affect the body because it's not at a high enough dose. In, but that is in terms of an acute poisoning. Yeah. You know, this is absolutely correct. But 
like you said before, the cumulative effect mm. of a lifetime of exposure to toxins mm. and to the development of gut imbalance and inflammation is a completely different story. Yeah. Yeah. So the answer to supporting and addressing compromised detox pathways is not this overnight intense purging lemon detox. <laughs> Remember the lemon detox yeah. diet? Yeah. <laughs> that really isn't the answer. No. Um, you, how you achieve this is by naturally optimizing the body's detox pathways using a whole food diet, uh, using specific nutritional and herbal medicines to support the detox pathways, removing foods from mm. the body that are um, affecting detox pathways, mm -hmm. whether that's classic junk food or if you have allergies or intolerances mm -hmm. that are adding a burden mm -hmm. to the detox pathways. Yeah. So are there any sort of tests to find that where people can find out whether their detox pathways are working as they should? Uh, yes, there is this one test. So what I highly recommend most of my own clients do is to first test and see kind of what they're being exposed to in terms of toxins that are um, adding a burden mm -hmm. to their detox pathways and organs. So mm -hmm. highly recommend people get into testing for uh, heavy metals as mm -hmm. a starting point to mm -hmm. see what's going on because if the heavy metals are sitting in the body, they're a huge priority to deal with because yep. they're a huge burden on the detox pathways and the gut. So you've got to get mm -hmm. them out first. Mm -hmm. And then after that, or if that doesn't seem to be a problem, uh, and especially if people do have symptoms, but the metals haven't picked anything up, I highly recommend people look into functional testing through their naturopath or mm -hmm. functional medicine doctor looking at if they are holding on to uh, pesticides and herbicides. You can actually test okay. if uh, people are storing these in the body because yep. they do actually cause a lot of significant symptoms. Yeah. Yeah. And we also have these, these days have access to uh, like genetic testing panels. Yeah, so some people true. genetically are predisposed to detox not issues. detoxing mm. that yeah, well out of the body, whether yeah. it's mold or particular neurochemicals or these pesticides. So yeah, there is lots of different tests, but my top ones tend to be the heavy metal testing yep. and then the pesticides and herbicides testing and the genetic uh, detox mm -hmm. pathway testing. Yeah. Yeah. So there's heaps you can do mm. these days. It's mm. pretty cool. She can do all the standard stuff, but if you're still not getting better, then we can actually dig much deeper. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Cool. But yeah, so there's a variety of functional tests. And so this is tied in a lot with the importance of gut health, okay? Because if digestion isn't strong, you're not absorbing nutrients from food properly, mm. and your bowel movements are not optimal, and the body isn't metabolizing and eliminating waste products and all these toxins out of the body, then other treatments like are not going to work effectively. Mm. And they just become a band-aid. Yeah. Um, because if you're adding all this stuff in, but you're not clearing everything out properly, um, you're just kind of adding to the burden and the toxic load, really. Yeah. And on a side note, uh, when it comes to, we see a lot of people at the clinic um, with salicylate intolerance and amine mm. intolerance. Um, and behind these is a lot of the sulfation pathway behind yep. salicylates, um, as yep. well as the DA, DAO yep. um, enzyme when it comes to amine. So how does that sort of fit in with these detox pathways? Is that another sort of works in the same way? Yeah, it's a great mm. question. So there's in the liver... Um, with the liver and its detoxification pathways, there are many different kinds. Okay, so sulfation is one of them. Mm -hmm. And there's so sulfation is responsible for detoxing salicylates yep. and a range of other chemicals. Uh, but there are, you know, five or six other different pathways uh, within the liver that's responsible for detoxing 
different things. So mm. there's glycination and glutathionation and mm. methylation, which mm. is responsible for detoxing metals mm. and a range of stuff. Mm -hmm. So when people present to us with uh, food chemical intolerances such as salicylates, um, we do need to educate them about optimizing their limb yeah. detox pathways are specific for that food chemical intolerance. Yeah. So for example, um, a lot of my clients I recommend who have uh, quite a sensitive salicylate chemical intolerance to take things such as the amino acid glycine, mm -hmm. which helps to uh, detoxify salicylates out of the liver. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for sure, there's definitely specific uh, detoxification pathways in yeah. the liver particularly that help with particular food chemicals. The DAO enzyme you mentioned is mm. a little bit different. Mm. The, that, again, like I said at the beginning, the gut is this forgotten organ of detox. Um, whereas a lot of these food chemicals need extra liver support, the DAO enzyme is actually created by the lining of the gut wall. Mm -hmm. So someone has leaky gut and an inflamed gut wall, mm. they're not making the enzyme to detoxify histamine properly. Yeah. So it's, it's just a good example of how the gut plays the role. Yeah, yeah. so mm. someone's histamine intolerant, I teach a lot of my clients about, you know, to truly get to the root of this, we have to heal the leaky gut yeah. and the gut inflammation so you can make your own DAO enzyme again. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. All right, well, so we might just move on to um, some of the most sort of popular, because it is New Year and all the detox and diets and all that kind of thing. Um, some One of the most common diets that people are following these days, trying to get off on the right start, um, is intermittent fasting. And mm. intermittent fasting actually has an interesting link when it comes to detoxification pathways. So do you mind sort of delving into that? yeah for sure so i guess it is a nice segue because when when doing a detox you know going on some sort of program to optimize all this we need good quality whole foods yeah to be able to do this and so adequate protein for example at each meal is important because mm. the protein requires these enzymes that support the detoxification pathways of the liver yeah like we we're just discussing mm. uh, fresh fruit and vegetables are also important uh, use of the right supplements, including ones that have a good source of these proteins and amino acids, mm -hmm. uh, is important because they're all cofactors to support the liver. Yeah. Um, so, you know, a lot of people do big water fasts, yeah. um, but it may not really work for someone as a proper detox because it doesn't provide the nutrients and the proteins mm. and amino acids that are needed to improve the detox pathways. Yeah. So it might obviously relieve someone symptomatically, um, who has gut issues, but it's not actually enhancing the body's detox pathways necessarily. Yeah. So it's vital to know that you're following a clinical detox that's tailored for you yeah. and your requirements. And that's key. Yeah. The water fast might suit some people in the mm. short term, but for a lot of people, in my experience, it doesn't. Yeah. So this is where intermittent fasting comes in. Um, because it's kind of fasting, but you're allowing food as well. We're, we're kind of... Um, it's controlled fast. Yeah, yeah. We're kind of hijacking the detox pathways and um, working with it. Mm -hmm. So it has been a really hot topic in health and wellness uh, lately. But it's this is definitely more than just a passing trend because there's really good research into it, intermittent fasting and the health benefits it does have. And the research is growing uh, the possible uses for it in chronic illness are expanding. We're beginning to understand that being mindful of when we eat, in addition to what we eat, is a really important part of a healthy lifestyle. Mm. So, you know, when our routine essentially involves eating from the time we wake up multiple times to the time that we go to sleep, 
when we're constantly eating and snacking throughout the day, we're not really allowing our bodies enough time to focus on the cleansing and cellular repair yeah. that's really important. And, you know, this is one of the reasons why sleep is important. We fast overnight while we're asleep. So a simple intermittent fasting routine basically extends that overnight fast that we do every night by skipping breakfast, mm -hmm. continuing that fast, and maybe eating around lunchtime, having an earlier dinner, not snacking after dinner, and go, going from this fast from dinner right to lunch the next day. Mm -hmm. um, so... You know, the benefits of intermittent fasting are huge. Mm. So in addition to the cellular repair process that happens during these periods of fasting, we know studies have found that intermittent fasting reduces inflammation and oxidative stress, it improves and seriously upregulates metabolism. That's why it's very um, popular for weight, weight loss. Yeah. Uh, it improves our hormonal balance and regulation. It reduces blood pressure. It improves blood sugar control. Um, it helps increase the production of new brain cells. You know, it may help us to live longer. Wow. It's quite incredible. Yeah. And it's because, because we're uh, fasting for such an extended period of time in our 24-hour clock, it's allowing the it's giving the body a break and allowing the detox pathways to do their thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's quite That's amazing. amazing, yeah. Yeah. So I guess with detox... There's providing the body what it needs when you do eat, but you yes. also need to give the body a break. break. So mm. the intermittent fasting is doing that. It's kind of hijacking mm. our detox. Yeah. It's really cool. It's fascinating, yeah. yeah. And so it also helps us make better use of our energy for fasting. So, mm -hmm. you know, digestion is a tiring process, especially for an overburdened body yeah. dealing with detox, toxins, uh, gut issues. It requires a lot of energy. And when we're eating all the time, we're constantly diverting focus from other things in the body that require energy so that we can break down all this food yeah. and sugar. You know, a great example of the struggle in action is what often happens when we're battling a virus or an infection, right? Mm. We completely lose our appetite. Yeah, exactly. It's the body telling us it needs to focus our energy on the immune system and not the gut yeah. so that we can recover. Mm. And so, you know, just on the... The really old school advice that's given for people with um, things like reflux, yeah. gut issues, people with diabetes, is to have all these small, constant meals. Yeah, the that's day. right. This is kind of really outdated mm. advice. It's really not good advice. It's, yeah. You're not improving insulin sensitivity. You're not, not giving the gut a break. You are constantly stimulating these yeah. things. So finding... Um, by getting people to fast intermittently, particularly what suits most people is an eight-hour window. Yeah. So people might have their first meal at lunchtime at twelve o'clock. Nine to five lifestyle. Totally. Yeah. Skip breakfast. Have a meal at twelve or one, and maybe something in between, and dinner at eight or nine at the latest, and then they fast for the next day. Mm. Or as long as you've got the right macronutrient balance, you've got a balanced yeah. diet. You're actually giving the body a break, and allowing the body to metabolize sugars better and because you're giving it a fasted break, allowing the detox pathways to work much better. Yeah. You know? Mm. And so one of the most exciting benefits we see in intermittent fasting is a clearer and sharper mind. Mm. People feel much sharper and much more focused because they're not having these blood sugar dips yeah. and reaching for snacks and craving a coffee mm. and having more carbs. That three o'clock itch. <laughs> totally. This really overcomes that. Yeah. So many individuals feel like the lights have been turned back on, mm. you know, they have the brain, the brain fog's fog. gone, yeah. the sluggishness is gone. They've got really good focus and memory. And in addition to helping 
uh, us regain mental clarity through all this cellular repair and detoxification, mm. it increases something called IDE, the insulin degrading enzyme, which in, uh, helps to lower insulin levels. Yeah. And it also works to break down the toxic plaques that build up in the brain that are linked to Alzheimer's wow. and neurodegenerative disorders. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm talking about a lot of stuff yeah. here, but I guess just trying to make the point that this is not a fad. No. Know, intermittent fasting, yeah. when it's done properly, it's done well, it's yeah. done in line with a practitioner who can help you make sure you're getting enough yeah. of the right nutrients, you can help sort I think that would be the key as well, just to sort of like totally. you, can't, you can't have an unhealthy diet and just do it intermittent fasting and hope that you'll get these kind of results. Yeah. It needs to be a still, yeah, it's still making a balanced diet and then just controlling the timing. Yeah, because mm -hmm. it might not suit someone who is um, from the outset very fatigued and dealing with gut issues and dealing with chronic True. allergies and food intolerances. You yep. may have to deal with that first. And once you're feeling strong, you can jump into the internet yeah. faster. Yeah. Uh, but you know, it boosts creation of new nerve cells. Um, so it may have benefits for depression, mm. um, all these neurological issues like Alzheimer's. Um, but yeah, as I mentioned before, the most if people are considering this the most popular and easiest way to implement it is the 16-8 method. So the fasting for 16 hours and eating all your meals within an eight-hour window. Um, and this seems to suit people because a lot of people, um, you know, don't really feel that hungry in the morning mm. and yet feel energised and focused. So mm. people are happy to skip breakfast, eat a bit later and, you know, have an 11 to 7 or 12 to yeah. 8 or 1 to 9 kind of window. Yeah. So they can still go out for dinner if they yeah. want and enjoy it. Fits with into breath. a lifestyle easily. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, that's so true. that's kind of the down low and intermittent fasting. Mm. I'm a huge fan. Um, and I recommend it to a lot of people, particularly if they're dealing with gut, food allergy, food yeah. intolerance, hormonal issues, yeah. and wanting to lose weight and yeah. just feel good. Yeah. Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. Um, one, we will just touch on a little side note. Um, the celery juice craze has been sort of taking over the last year or so. Totally. Would you mind just sort of giving us your opinion on that? Yeah, no worries, Jess. So the celery detox is uh, has been around for a while. Oh. Um, for a I year or the, two. The medical mediums yeah. sort of it all took off the last year. Yeah. Yeah, mm. maybe a bit longer. I'm, I'm not entirely sure, but it is super popular. And look, if someone is getting a following online and promoting something which is enabling people to make much healthier choices mm -hmm. and lose heaps of weight yep. and deal with their chronic skin issues, and that's amazing. Um, but yeah, so look, with the celery juice, that's extremely healthy. Mm. It contains, it's got vitamin A, vitamin C, vitamin K, folate, so B9. It's got loaded with alkalizing minerals, mm -hmm. which will owe to a lot of its health benefits, mm -hmm. like calcium, -inflammatory. Yeah, mm -hmm. potassium, magnesium, uh, sodium, not sodium chlorides from salt, like sodium, which we need in adequate mm -hmm. amounts of fluid balance. Mm -hmm. Does uh, it actually detox anything though? Or? Um, it doesn't really upregulate detox pathways, but it is giving, I guess, why people tend to feel so good on celery juice is a lot of the time people um, are replacing their previous diet of maybe not so great food and drink with mm. celery juice. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, of course yeah. they're going to feel good. Mm. Um, I guess it will help detox by providing, you know, if you've, it will help by providing, providing some of the alkalizing minerals yeah. that are required for the kidneys and the liver to yeah. flush out acid from the body mm -hmm. and stuff like that. I guess the only thing I've seen in practice with people 
going on this celery-reduced diet is people who are predisposed to having issues with oxalates. Mm. So they're compounds within plant foods that if you don't have the best digestion and gut microbial balance and you're smashing the body with all these oxalates from celery juice, yeah. it can actually give people a flare-up of things such as gut issues, joint pain, candida overgrowth, yeah. stuff like that. Okay. So I have seen it's that quite a bit. Something to be mindful of. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, I guess, susceptible people who... Um, start smashing the celery juice and you know even though celery doesn't have a major impact on detox it may just have enough of an mm. effect to kind of throw people into a healing crisis yeah um but so yeah i would just ensure you've got really good gut health yeah and always and follow your health professional's advice of course yeah, 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 yeah. with but any look, of these sort of diets and detoxes and all that stuff it's about getting something that's right for you that's right mm. and i mean if people are getting amazing benefit that's awesome mm. Um, but I guess a lot of people I've met have been doing it, but for whatever reason may still not be losing weight mm. or something's still niggling and the, the skin might be flaring still mm. and whatever it is. So typically um, they've just needed to do a bit more work, more specifically on other detox pathways and support the liver a bit more and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. But, you know, hats off to medical medium for... <laughs> Uh, getting millions of people to kind of want to look at their health, yeah, you know, if, that's, if that, it's having that effect, I think that's great. It's always a positive yeah. thing, yeah. Well, if you have any questions and you're looking for to detox or to change your diet or if you do need um, any sort of advice down that kind of path, um, please get in touch with us through our website, which is naturalallergytreatment.com.au. Um, Stephen's a naturopath in our North Sydney clinic and we also do a natural allergy treatment if that's something that you struggle with. Um, otherwise, our number is 1300 853 or if you're in New Zealand, it's 09 479 5997. Thanks for your time, Stephen. Thanks, Jess. No worries.